As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money-Making Conversations. Here we go. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to Money-Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money-Making Conversation is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passion, and that's what I'm trying to do for everybody who listens to my show. Some people catch it on video, majority listen on via podcast. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. And it's very important you understand that it's all about you. Focus on you. Will yourself to success. That's uh, the story of my next uh, guest, Lecrae. He is recognized as the first artist to have an album hit the charts at number one for both Billboard 200 and the gospel charts simultaneously. His ninth album and accompanying documentary that's going to be associated with the album, Restoration, features artists across all genres, including my man, John Legend, my man, Kurt Franklin, and YK Osiris. His work is fueled by building bridges, changing narratives, empowering the disenfranchised and restoring the dignity of those on the margins. In his new book, which I read this morning, I Am Restored, How I Lost My Religion But Found My Faith. He shares how he found the courage to stop ignoring his trauma and instead to begin working through it step by step. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, my man, Lecrae. <laughs> What's going on? Say about you, Lecrae, before I brought you online, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, who is this well, person yeah, you talking I'll tell you, about? You know, uh, the, the beauty of you, uh, like I told you, the first time I got to see you perform was uh, in Houston. It was during the Super Bowl weekend, and and uh, even uh, even though I didn't know you, I knew there was a gifted person speaking there, uh, singing at that time. But at the time, mm-hmm. also, you were dealing with a lot of tr- trauma in your life. 
And um, and but you're able to mask mm-hmm, that and mm-hmm. not allow it to affect your abilities as an artist, a performing artist. Talk to those different steps, and then we're gonna go through the the book that uh, a wonderful book, a wonderfully honest book, and I think a necessary read that I'm gonna recommend to all my um. Uh, all my uh, putting it in my mailing list that goes out to fans on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. Uh, Ninety thousand people, you know, got a, over a million social media followers. So you'll see me posting it there because when you when people release in information to to the general population, because you are a celebrity, we talk about it in your book being a celebrity, and sometimes being a celebrity allows you to mm-hmm. be a victim of your success because people tend to dissect a celebrity mm-hmm. or an important person versus an everyday person kind of like skates through. And um, you know, your book tells that story, but talk about, uh, you know, performing, even though you're dealing with a lot of emotional drama. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think you, you uh, wear that face that you just put on those lenses that, allow you to just keep going and pushing through without dealing with uh, the problems and the trauma. And you allow uh, successes to define you instead of, um, you know, you being successful out of a healthy and whole uh, version of yourself. You're allowing the successes to, to convince you that right. you are healthy and whole. And I think uh, that's, that's a very different thing. And so uh, for me, it was a, it was a matter of becoming a healthy whole individual and dealing with some historical traumas and um, and recognizing that uh, you know I was a slave to uh, what other people wanted of me and not being who right. I was created to be and uh, and that that was that it's made all the that difference. you say that now with your book title you know I am restored how I lost my religion but found my faith I got to ask you what is the difference between religion mm-hmm. and faith. That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of us are are tied to religion and religion is essentially uh, performing to be accepted. Um, religion is performing, trying to do all the right things so that God will accept you or maybe that other people will accept you. And and faith or relationship is more about saying, I know I've been accepted. So let me function out of that acceptance. Let me do the right things because I've been accepted. And so I always say it like this. If I come home to my wife and I knock on the door and I hand her some flowers and I say, here you go, mm-hmm. I know I'm supposed to do this. That's religion. And I'm, I'm probably going to sleep on the couch that night. Uh, but, 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 but faith or relationship is me coming home and saying, man, I've been thinking about you all day and you just, you're so wonderful and I appreciate you so much. I just brought you these flowers because you're amazing. And I don't, I, I have faith, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but probably something right. good is going to happen because of that reality. And that's, that's well, you know, it's really interesting you say that because, yeah. pe- you know, people will question your faith before they question your religion. They will. And, and, you know, it's really interesting mm. that it happens like that. And that's why I asked that question between religion and faith, because people, will, they will challenge your faith. They'll challenge you because your faith can be tied mm-hmm. to so many things. Your, mm-hmm. You know, where you live, how you walk, how you talk, or how much money you make, uh, how much uh, uh, what your expectation for yourself mm-hmm. or for your family. That can be that word. Faith has such an expansive term to it, but it's also tied to religion. And it allows you to. And so when I'm reading a book, which is, a, like I said, a thorough read about from your childhood to adulthood. And, uh, and it, it really amazed mm-hmm. me because it, the talk of being a healthy person, which is really key. 
in the diet. And I think that plays in every chapter of the book as you talk about being a man and being a young man and being a young boy, meeting your father and and he picking you up and you thinking that's a great moment in life. And then guess what? He basically kicked you to the curb, which was one of those unhealthy moments in your life Mm -hmm. when you're trying to live a life as a healthy person. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's, that's a huge part of it is, is, uh, you know, not having those, right. those models, you know, mm-hmm. you can only be what you've seen, you can only become what you've beheld. And so not having those models, uh, becomes a traumatic thing for, for a lot of us. And, and uh, and so I'm, I'm just definitely well, you know, trying to break you know, those cycles. It's really interesting. Uh, when I talked to you, the first time I talked to you, like I said, it was like, I, I knew you, but we were developing a relationship. Now, the second time around, I'm, I'm much more comfortable mm-hmm. on how I, how I speak to you. And it's really based on reading this book. And because we all have dark sides. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say dark sides, secrets we don't want to re- mm-hmm. reveal. We live through life with it, but we won't tell even our closest loved ones. You know, yeah. I have them and you're sharing yeah. a, a lot of yeah. them in this book. And, you know, and and I have been fortunate to to have uh, been a popular stand up comedian. And you in, in your book, you're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, when you're in a, when you're in a church, you know, you kind of know who your audience is. And I remember when I was in a comedy club, I kind of mm-hmm. know who my audience is. But when I got booked in a nightclub or booked in a private party, I really didn't know who I was performing to. And it always put additional stress in my mind on how to relate to these people or, or if they will relate to me. And, you know, when you talk about your experience mm-hmm. opening up for Kevin Hart at the, you know, at the, at the Mercedes Benz Superdome and you're looking at an audience who, you know, mm-hmm. are here for Kevin Hart. Okay. And and but mm-hmm. you going mm-hmm. out there not knowing how does that how does that work in your mind when you when you're in that environment, you know, you know they're here for the cause he filled up the he filled up the dome, okay? <laughs> you blessed to be an opening mm-hmm. act for him and just because it allows you to grow your brand. Right. How does that trigger in your mind from a performing right. standpoint? Who are you are you trying to relate to everybody? You're trying to just get them to understand the Lecrae experience. Yeah. You know what it is, is a lot of it is, is like you said, understanding mm-hmm. how to read the room is understanding uh, what people are there for and um, and, and right. finding some common ground and, and being able to, to connect to people in a real way. And I think authenticity is is where you can always win. You know, people crave and hunger for authenticity, but it's the hardest yes, it thing for us to, to do because we are so worried about what everybody thinks, but how, how authentic and, and connecting would it have been for me to just come out and say, I know y'all ain't here for me. I know y'all want to see Kevin Hart. You know, that's, that's immediately going to endear people to me immediately going to make them say, okay, Mm -hmm. at least he keeping it real. And now I want to hear what this guy has to say. And so I I think that's, that's 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 a big piece of of life, you know, because of the fact that, you know, 11 years old, you Mm -hmm. walk on stage and you bust out with a rap and everybody, now, now gives you value, and and in my book, in your book, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm I'm interviewing Lecrae here. This book, uh, I am restored. How to how I lost my religion but found my faith. Each chapter is about mm-hmm. value, and that's the part of healthiness. But in order to achieve value, if I'm reading this wrong, you have to admit and go public with what's bothering you inside. With that draw that trauma, you know, that chaos yes. as you talk about. And yes. when did you really yes. start realizing that 
because black the black community is really interesting community. We are, we are one hundred percent are in denial community. We're in denial about COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. We're in denial about our eating habits. We're in denial <laughs> about gay our gay community. We're in denial. We we're just an in denial community, mm. and it holds us back. A lot, mm. and so, and it also is yeah. undeniable when yeah. it comes to mental and social stress. You know, not admitting that we we have uh, mm-hmm. issues that mm-hmm. should be somebody should be talking to us about, and that 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 false ability mm-hmm. to uh, move forward, not admitting that we are a flawed community, and uh, holds us back. Mm-hmm. And so that, in turn, in turn, will do some some setbacks for you because you couldn't figure out what was wrong with you. Exactly. Yeah, you 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 hitting the hammer on the nail. Uh, a, a a big piece of our struggle um, is what 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 someone called post traumatic slave syndrome, right? And 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 post traumatic slave syndrome is we have adopted and adapted these views that were instilled in our ancestors that we are we're almost like. Um, uh, uh, cattle and we can just be driven and, and pushed and pushed and pushed until no end. And the problem is we're not addressing our traumas. We're not addressing our pains. We're not addressing our fears. We're treating ourselves like, uh, animals. You know, I, I, I say sometimes, you know, you can be a speedboat or you can be a raft or a sailboat and a speedboat is this thing that can plow through you know, and just, I'm just going to make it all the way. Right. Eventually you're going to run out of gas and then you're going to be out in the middle of the ocean, just floating. And, and nobody wants to be a raft where you don't have any sense of direction. And so the, the reality is we have to become sailboats and a sailboat takes us acknowledging the, the way the wind is blowing. So you can adjust your sails. It takes a little bit of work. It takes some thought. It takes some time and not just plowing through stuff. And I think that's a part of our problem. Um, we want to catch up. You know, in society, we've been held back so long and we're trying to catch up. And so we won't acknowledge our emotions or the problems and the pain is just too much to acknowledge. So we'll live in denial instead of becoming healthy and whole, um, which is, you know, if you want to be successful in life, it's going to first start with right. with being healthy and whole. Everything else is an, is an addition to that. If you want to, you know, every million dollars you make is is has way more value if you're a healthy and whole person. But if you are an emotional and, and, and mental and spiritual disaster, that million dollars is not going to make you any better. You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call one 800 Car 6000 and mention code money, M-O-N-E-Y, or visit carshield.com and use code money, M-O-N-E-Y, to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code money. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I always tell people my, my goals in life are tied to my experience 
because uh, not my I'm, not my money. Because if I I never go into deal. I'm gonna be honest with you, Lecrae. I never go into deal trying to figure out how much money I'm gonna make. It's about the relationships. It's about the what do I get out of it for my brand for my career? Because I always know mm-hmm. that I'm gonna make money. That's just mm-hmm. a that's just an idea. My wife will go. I don't know why you ever worry about money because you're gonna make it. You're gonna figure out how to make it. And that's just <laughs> been a skill set I've had since I was 17, 18 years old, and I've carried it through because I'm just a guy who sits mm-hmm. around just thinking about. How to make money. <laughs> and and, and, and yeah. when I, when I yeah. look at your, your brand, you know, you, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're an activist, you know, you, you, of course, we know you're a talent from you working on this documentary with your new, your mm-hmm. ninth album. All these different layers started where, though? You know, because like you said, you know, you, you know, mm-hmm. we all, you know, because your father was in your life, your, your mom you put you in a situation with with, with, with a man who, who physically abused you from a standpoint, struck you, and which, which intimidated mm-hmm. you and then put that mm-hmm. put that decision making you know, on whether he could come back into the house on you. Okay, and what was you supposed to say? Mm-hmm. No, nope. oh, uh, you know, and, and and so so where 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 along the way did you start shaping the desire to be this be Lecrae? Mm. You know what I, I think um, the journey of all that pain and, and trauma um, that the, the place where I found the most health was being right. was expressing myself. You know, expressing myself through initially poetry and then it turned into music. And, and that, that's a, even if you go to therapy now, they'll tell you that's one of the biggest things you need to do is you need to start writing things down because if something happens with your mind, with your brain chemistry, once you start writing out the things that, if, that, that you're experiencing, it's journaling or, or a diary, it's, it's very helpful for you. And so that, that's where I learned the healthy technique. The problem for me was um, some of the darkest corners of my world, you know, I was not ready to deal with. I was not ready to, to, to wrestle with and to process. And so it took a mental collapse for me. It took me, it took my mind and my body having to shut down. You know, they, they, some people call it CEO syndrome, where the stresses of life just overwhelm you all at one, one time and the body keeps a score. So your mind may say, well, what happened to me at 10? was, was, you know, a million years ago, but your body is saying it might as well have been yesterday. So you're just piling up stuff, all the trauma from your childhood. And now you're in your adulthood and maybe you have kids and that's adding more stuff. And now you're working on deals Mm -hmm. and you're working on career. All this stuff is piling, piling up. And if you're not addressing it, uh, eventually it's going to catch up to you. And so you, you have to be able to decompress and address uh, those, those particular issues in order to, to find yourself healthy. And it's really healthy. important that people understand that you have to find yourself. And despite all my success, Lecrae, I didn't really find myself till I was in my 40s. You know, people would tell me, you mm. know, Sean, you're successful, but I was successful because I, I accomplished things. Hear me when I say that. I was successful because I accomplished things. That doesn't necessarily mean that I was accomplishing things that made me happy. And that's what I, I I always speak to people is that, you know, a lot of people, they'll, they'll stop their, in their career because guess what? They're not happy making money that way. And so guess what? It, it'll, it'll eventually catch up with you. That's why companies file bankruptcy. That's why companies close because the vision or the visionaire, a person, visionary person who is tied to it, just stopped thinking because that didn't make them happy. And so this book, when I talk, when I mm-hmm. listen to you, it is a journey in finding your happiness, because if you don't find that happiness, mm-hmm. Lecrae, mm-hmm. there's not a 
50-year-old Lecrae or 60-year-old Lecrae that we have today. Am I correct when I say that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you won't. You, I won't. Uh, it's not going. It's not. You're, you're never going to ride there, and 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 that's you know. Case in point is that I think a lot of times you don't even know the things that will uh, ultimately bring you happiness or bring you joy because you haven't done enough work to know who you are, and so you're looking at what what everyone else has, thinking that well, if I get what they get, then I'll be happy, then I'll be healthy. Instead of understanding who you are and your wiring and, and, and realizing, no, this is what's going to bring you that. And I had to go through that exact same process in me thinking that if I could just be as famous as this person or as renowned as this person. And, and truthfully, that's not the way that God created me. You know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur by nature. You know, I like performing and I like art. But end of the day, I'm, I found a lot more purpose when I'm building things when I'm architecting things and I'm giving other people opportunities. And so when I'm using all my energy on creating opportunities for myself, I'm not as, I'm not as happy, but when I'm creating opportunities for other people, you know, then I find more, I find it more fulfilling. I want to do good in society, but I also want to do well financially. So you can do there good go. while doing well. <laughs> you can do good by doing well, <laughs> but you have to be happy doing it though. For long term. And that's what I'm talking Absolutely. about in his interview. And Absolutely. I want everybody to hear this is that, you know, you can go out there and make a lot of money. I would tell people life should not be tied to the lottery effect. You know, just waiting on that money, waiting on that moment. You build a career in your, and you and you people around you that can support you. I know I've survived uh, this career because I've had a couple of key people in my life that whenever I doubted myself, Lecrae, they told me, be Rashawn, be Rashawn. They said, be you. Mm. Don't, I don't care what they saying, mm -hmm. dude. Be you now. Be you has helped out a lot of people That's here. Good. Be you. Trust you. And because, because success, man, and in reading this book, reading about the chaos, reading about the trauma, we can talk about the, the, the molestation. The We can talk about the uh, physical abuse. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the life abuse that as, as a successful people can go through if you don't have the right people around you and you don't admit that you need help. Right. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It, you know what's funny is if you... <laughs> The, the problem for a lot of us is that there is freedom in confession, but there's always going to be suffering and suppression and, and, and denial will always lead to death. If, if you're talking about a, a, a life threatening disease, right? You, you cannot deny that you have it. It's going to be right. detrimental for you, you know, and, acknowledging is always painful, but denial is always deadly. And that's what I want people to understand. Acknowledging is going to be painful, but denial is deadly. When you can acknowledge that you have these issues in your life, then it is hurtful. It is painful. It is hard to, pr to plow through, but to deny it is deadly for you. And so you, you'll never be who you were created to be. You'll never walk in the fullness uh, that you were created to walk in. If you keep denying you know, the issues that are going on in your world. And I think a lot of us just don't realize that, um, you know, my story is, is like you said, there's, there's all the major traumas that you can experience, you know, I, I've gone through them. And so, you know, I don't care what you've experienced in life. I don't care if it's death, division, uh, 
discrimination, divorce, debt, um, all those things can be restored if you can acknowledge the pain yes. that they have brought you and then move wow. forward. You know, when reading your book, uh, I'm talking, interviewing Lecrae, just in case people may have just tuned in. Uh, you know, his book, I'm, we're discussing, I Am Restored, How I Lost My Religion But Found My Faith. A couple of questions I want to bring back up. Now, the book, the album, I want to flip to the album right quick because you're doing a documentary tied to the album. Yeah. Okay, is that right. is that a, is that going to be a documentary we we'll see on like a Netflix or an Amazon? Is just a, something that's available that you're putting out there so we can go to your your website, your I mean your YouTube channel to see. Yeah, so you can check this out. It's, the video series is 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 uh is on uh, YouTube now, and and there'll be a longer form documentary that'll come out uh, down the line. But but this this web series, you can see me addressing the chaos in my world. You know, I meet my father mm -hmm. for the very first time uh, on this on this video series, and so people are able to see. You know that you're trying to run a successful business, you're trying to raise a family, you're trying to be a leader. And you have to deal with meeting your father for the first time. And many people will run from that reality and say, well, I got way too much on my plate to be dealing with that. But I knew that there was a piece of me that would not be whole until I had that meeting. I didn't have any expectations. I wasn't saying now me and him are going to be best of friends and we're going to make up for lost time. But I knew that I had questions that I wanted to ask. And maybe I wouldn't get the answers I wanted, but I knew I didn't want to go to my grave without asking some of those some of those questions. And that's what I thought. Me. Uh, hey, man, you know, I'm Rashawn McDonald. I've done a lot of great things in my life. But if you put together a documentary, let's talk. If you if you don't have anybody else talking to you, because because I, I, I enjoy okay. talking to you and you have a voice that um, that shapes this world, not just the community, this world. And uh, you're articulate, you're smart, mm -hmm. you look good, and um, and plus, more importantly, you have a story to tell that is tied to trauma, that's tied to honesty, and is tied to faith. Okay, <laughs> let's be real. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, and and it's important yeah. that you know I've learned when I when I talk to people that have a unique point of, points of views that I have to let them know what I think, and it's something that you know your YouTube channel is great. In fact, I'm a I'm a I'm a look at the interview that you have when you first met your dad, and I probably put it in my newsletter to let people see another side of you, an honest side of you, because in in Hollywood it's really interesting that you know we're we're put under that's uh, just celebrities or athletes we're put on a microscope based on what you know but not the life that we live when i say that is that you know is uh, we have makeup on when we hit camera we, we we speak a certain way a lot of times when we hit a camera we perform a certain way when we walk off that stage and get out of that arena then that's a different life and sometimes we're held accountable to what they saw on tv or what they saw in the movie or what they saw in the performance mm -hmm. how do you deal with that lecrae Man, you know, honestly, you've got to, uh, a lot of it is discernment. A lot of it is, is recognizing and realizing that some relationships you walk into, uh, you know, relationally and some you walk into trans transactionally, you know, and you got to be able to decide which is which, because a lot of the relationships in the entertainment space are transactional. Now they may seem like they're relational, People may come at you and say, hey, let's let's hang out. Let's be friends. But it's going to take some time for you to understand who your real friends are and not to not to allow people who say, 
you know, uh, this is what they think about you and, and not to allow those voices to dictate who you really are. It's almost like being a professional athlete. It's, everyone's going to say something from the sideline, but you got to realize who your teammates are and, and who are the people right. who want the best for you. Those are the voices that you, that you have to listen to. And so that's, that's one of the biggest things that I had to learn early on is that, you know, all those voices um, are not voices that I need to really, listen really, to. Really, in reading the book, um, Lecrae, um, when you brought up Calvinism, okay, now, you know, um, See, I, I, very few people know Calvinism. You know, I, 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 early in my college career, I took a European history and I learned about the Roman Catholicism and how Cal- mm. Cal- and how Calvinism was born out. They were just tired. It was tired. And so, wow. and so I just smiled when I got to that point of your book. I go, wow, I've read a lot of books in my life. This is probably the first book I've read <laughs> since college that articulated Calvinism <laughs> and it was important in your development. And so tell everybody about that because it, 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 that's why I say, man, you know, when I read that, I said, I got to have a bigger part. I, we, we, you and I got, I, I'm based in Atlanta. I just bought a, I just bought a yeah, new building uh, for my office in Atlanta. I'm headquartered here and uh, four quarters is going to be amazing. And it was just so many things in that book that needs to be, you need to be talking to other people with it based on it. You, you understand? This, that's yeah. what I'm saying. This is a this is a series to me, and that you should be hosting, mm. that you should be translating. That's that's black, that's white, that's that's filled with different different layers wow. of this minority community. Because like you, like you, I had success as a stand-up comedian in the white community before Deaf Comedy Jam came out there. And then when I proceeded to become a go over to Deaf Comedy Jam, it looked at me like I didn't belong. Hey, uh, you can't make black people. Mm. Okay, don't do that. And I had to prove myself. <laughs> and same thing with the, my business world. I graduated with a math degree, and I I worked in and went to work for IBM. I achieved what one would deem the ultimate passage into the white corporate world. I was working for Big Blue. You know, that's all you want. Mm-hmm. You know, so that wasn't enough for me. I said I wanted to be an entertainer. I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And so there's so many layers that mm-hmm. that talking to you and reading this book allows me to understand that you have a unique point yeah. of view. That really, this book is cool, but man, it's some other stories we got to tell, brother. You and I got to tell together. <laughs> I, lo- I, I like that. I like that. You, 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 you somebody, I, what we say mm-hmm. has range, you know what I mean? A lot of, a lot of folks, you know, they, they can walk in a lot of different worlds that, that shows that they have some range. They've been exposed to a lot of different places. So I find that interesting that, 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 that you even know some of those, those things. It just shows your range. So I, I, I love it. I might have to just, just hey, drive, man, pull up on your building. If we're going to hang uh, out, I'm just letting you out. know, man, that, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the fact that you wrote a fantastic book, but, but I don't want to re- remiss. Tell everybody about Calvinism before we leave this show, because I tell you something, I tell you, that changed oh, yeah. my life, man, in college. What oh. I read about that, man. Lutherism and Calvinism and they migrated yeah. all over to England. Oh, brother, come on now. <laughs> Yeah. So, so a lot of times, you know, um, essentially you, you look at the Roman Catholic church and, and you saw like, uh, there was a lot of uh, rules that were added to to the Bible. You know what I mean? A lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of amendments were made and it became seen as gospel truth. And all of this stuff is happening in Europe. Meanwhile, the Bible is is a, is an Eastern you know, uh, faith, you know, there, there, uh, Christianity was in Africa long mm-hmm. before it was ever in Europe. But, um, but, but then you get, 
you know, John Calvin and, and Martin Luther yes. and, and these individuals who, you know, are railing against the Catholic Church and uh, and and they kind of create what we call mm-hmm. Protestantism uh, today, which is taking root in America, which is, you know, pretty much what American Christianity is. A yes. lot of it is built off of, of, of that um, perspective, which is very European in nature. And so it, it and though and I, I say this about everything, you know, there's always some truth mixed in with the lies. And that's how people get fooled is because there's always some truth mixed in with the lies. And so there's lots of great uh, points and things that I think people can appreciate. But you also have to remember that there's a lot of cultural nuances that really don't fit who we are and, and are not really uh, applicable to, to the Bible. And so um, I think people have to realize that uh, when they when they approach it and just realize how much the European culture um, has been transposed over to us more so than actually God's go. words. I'm telling you, man. That, when I read that, you know. that opened my eyes, man. That's why college changed my life. I always tell people go to college. College because high yeah. school they deny you so many information. Mm. You see what Donald Trump trying to do right now. You know, don't want to don't want to don't want right, don't, right, don't, right, don't right. want the truth to be read. Because it, it acknowledges that when you're trying to take down these Confederate statues, there's a reason not to glorify when you realize these folks were attempting. And so when Absolutely. you call Black Lives Matters thugs, you know, that that you gain knowledge mm-hmm. and information, mm-hmm. gain information by being allowed to openly learn. That's what college did for me. And when I took that course, man, it was like, wow, really? And it, and I want to close with this interesting story that you had when you was in Egypt and um, the God wasn't even from a religious perspective, was from a historical perspective. And she was talking about the, the worst Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. The, and then you and then you went from a religious perspective. She go, what you talking about? And so <laughs> she like she like she did a she did she did a Willis what you talking about Willis because of the fact that we are so guided by religion that we can allow facts mm-hmm. to be misinterpreted yes and that I'm telling you something, you have a great book man yes. Lecrae you have a great book I I, I, I think you just this dude read my book he showed up paper hey man I, 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 I have to be respectful and <laughs> understanding that you didn't you know, you did this for a reason, and your career has allowed me to believe that you're trying mm. to change lives. And in, re- in reading this book allowed me Absolutely. to see a personal side of you, and then a, a side of you that says, "Okay, I'm, I, I got to do better. I got to do better." I wake up with that whole right. attitude. I got to do right. better, and I got to do better not for myself because I feel that I I do this podcast because. I'm trying to make other people do better or hear better or learn better or get some facts about it. this mm-hmm. interview I'm doing mm-hmm. with you is an open interview about people hearing about somebody who's telling them go buy this book because it enabled Rashawn McDonald to see some things about Lecrae that enables me to understand that I can do better. I can be honest about myself. If I feel there's a dark side in me, tell somebody it's all right. It's all good. That's your book, right, man. That, I, I appreciate right. you, Lecrae. I really do, man. And like I said, this is my second time interviewing you. And I, the first time was a good interview, but this was an interview from from a soul perspective that uh, our journeys are, are, are definitely going to be uh, uh, even bigger in the future, man, because you're special, Lecrae. And I thank you, man. I look you got forward the, to the ninth album dropping, you know, dropped in August. You got October 13th. The book comes out. Um, the, on YouTube right mm-hmm. now is a series, but you and I, 
You and I, I got my backyard. I got a little lake, man. We're going to go fishing. That's where I go. That's where I go, Lecrae. Okay. When life is bad for me. I have to go down there and watch that water. That water, mm. that water, that water calms okay. me, man. Because and and, and and on my property, yeah. it, it drops down just enough where I can't see any cars. No, I can't see anything, and it just allowed me just mm. look at that water, man, and uh, catch a fish and throw it right back in, give it back to God, man. That's what I do, brother. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to go fishing. I'm ready to go. Man, I love you, brother. Thank you for taking the time, man. I hope this was a nice journey talking about yeah. uh, a part of your life that was very personal, but more important, the book, I Am Restored, How I Lost My Religion But Found My Faith, on sale October 13th. Thank you, brother. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Organ donations save lives, and some organs can even be donated by a living donor. August is National Minority Donor Awareness Month, so let's check in with Dr. Danae Simpson, Assistant Professor of Surgery at Northwestern Medicine. Tell us about the African American Transplant Access Program. So this is my baby. This is a program that I have dreamt about creating since I became interested in transplant as a trainee. And it's a program designed to address the significant disparities that our African American patients face. The program is designed to educate patients about transplant, let them know what transplant can provide to them, and to help them access the resources that they find so scarce and so challenging to access in order to get them on the transplant path and back to, you know, some type of meaningful life. For more information, visit nm.org slash radio. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is phenomenal. She's a reinventor, a renaissance woman. Kim Coles is a renowned TV veteran, comedian, host, motivational speaker, and is currently back on TV making us laugh on Wednesday nights, appearing on the sitcom In the Cut on Bounce TV. Joining us, wow, long running, seven seat, and guess what? Mark Curry on in there with her. Well, Mark Curry's on the show with her. <laughs> Season seven now. As, as a male and a female fool have joined in the cut. She also continues to empower. This is what I, you know, in the cut, that's my boy, Ben Levers. But I'm telling you, this is money making conversation. This is why I brought her on the show, you guys. She is the mastermind. Kim Unity Masterminds, a monthly business and life coaching group membership that gives high quality training with support, fun and accountability on building an expert brand, writing books, goal setting, self-care and more. Phenomenal. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Kim Coles. Rashawn, I'm happy to be with you right now. You're my kind of people. Well, guess what? You know, I, I, I appreciate the compliment because when I see... What you're doing with your brain, first of all, you know, I follow you on LinkedIn, follow you on social yeah. media and on LinkedIn, you know, you look beautiful. You look beautiful. OK, oh, you know, the, that, which, which, which we want to talk about is about branding and presenting yourself in a successful look, an upbeat look because of the fact that you are a motivator. And in and, and this business, you have to look a certain way, talk a certain way. Let's talk about the, the your brand and what you're presenting out there in the entrepreneurial space. Let's talk about that first. Well, yeah, you know, uh, <clears throat> right now I've been talking a lot about 
pivot on purpose, how to pivot on purpose. Mm -hmm. And as we're recording this, as you know, we're in the midst of this, uh, you know, a lot of upheaval, you know, with the pandemic and racial unrest and uh, Mm -hmm. all the civil unrest and everything that is fair and unfair happening in the world. And more than ever, we need to pivot on purpose. And the way you do that is you, you know, look at your gifts and talents and, uh, uh, and, and look for ways to express them given the current situation. So you look for opportunities. It's a brand new perspective. And so my brand, and I'm so proud of it, you know, back in the day, we weren't thinking, you know, back when, you know, you and I were doing what we were doing, building ourselves in the comedy world. We weren't thinking, oh, this is our brand. But knowing that every step that you take is all, um, uh, uh, every step that you take and as you are aware of your gifts and talents, it's all a part of your brand. It's all a part of the building of who you are, the the, the message that you've come here to, to give. And this is whether you're, this is not even for people who are in show business, not even for people who are entrepreneurs. All of us now are are requested and required to pull on our gifts or to, to, to uh, I should say, um, rely on our gifts in a new way. And so I figured out a while ago, Rashawn, that just being a sitcom actress, while that is awesome, right. is not gonna is, is not enough. Just being a stand-up comedian, while it's awesome, and there are people for whom that's what they do and they do well, I knew that I had other aspects of my gifting that needed to come forth. Therefore, the Kim Coles brand has the stand-up comedy, the sitcom actress, the author, and the entrepreneur who teaches entrepreneurs how to find their gifts. And so this is about expansion. So this is also about, at this time where everything has slowed down and has stopped from some people's perspective, and it has, it has not slowed down for me, nor for anyone that I that I want to um, have any mm-hmm. coach or have any influence over. Now is the time to be pivoting on purpose and be thinking of new ways to use your gifts. It's actually an opportunity, and I am equal to the challenge because if you are. <laughs> well, you know, I really love your tone, and you know, it almost feels like when I'm talking to you, it's like. I'm looking at I'm talking I'm listening to a professor a professor in uh <laughs> you know I mean I, you know, I interview a lot of people okay and, uh, and so and you're one of my favorite people I, I, I tell you that and you're like Rusha really yes you are yes you are because of the fact that because of the fact that I always marvel at uh, uh, uh the ability to uh to be committed because what you're doing is a bigger commitment than being an actress, a comedian, because people are responding to your brand from the say, you can change my life. I've nobody's as a telling the joke as a comedian. Nobody said I changed their life telling a joke or writing a script, but what you're doing with Kim unity, the mastermind, you are changing lives. And so that's what, then it comes to responsibility of being able to be there when people need and understand and, and coaching them that the downtime is not a flaw. That's part of the process. That downtime, you know, nobody's up forever. You know, you have to be ready for that down moment so you can go back up. And that's for the planning process. And that's why you have a monthly subscription, correct? 
I do. And I love, you know, I thought I was real cute when I came up with the name Community. So it's K-I-M-U-N-I-T-Y mastermind.com. And what it really is about is creating a community of like-minded individuals in which my business partner and I coach them through building their business, self-care. Like, you know, we just did a class last week on Uh, I noticed that most of the ladies just said, I'm overworked. I got too much on my plate. I don't know what to do next. And so we did a master class on self-care. Now, self-care doesn't just mean getting your facial and getting your weave tight and get your Mm -hmm. nails done. It really means rest. It means setting boundaries. It means saying no where saying yes would deplete you further. It means filling your cup so that you can serve others. And so I am passionate about helping people to find that find those resources we give them the resources to up level their lives so that my ladies are more busy now than they were before the pandemic hit because they realize oh I've got a vision I've got to keep going and I'm building an empire for myself mm-hmm. uh, that will last longer than, than, than me. This is about building legacy. And we know that our people more than ever need to be having this legacy conversation. And so I get to do that and it makes me so happy. And I didn't know this was my gift until I was in a down spiral, a downtime. You know, 2008, which was tough for everybody, was when I figured out, oh, wait a minute, I'd better figure out some other things to do and not be reliant on a studio head saying, yes, she's the one, or, oh, she needs to lose some weight, or B, you know, could could you just read the lines as we wrote them? I'm like, okay, I can do that in this space, but in this space over here, I can create a community uh, and and create change. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's why that's why I love talking to you because of the fact that you, you, your success pattern as a as an entertainer. Okay, that's a, that's an entertainer. Okay, and and you you're absolutely telling the truth. Sometimes we are, we, we we don't know what our gifts are because of the fact that we're so focused on what people telling us. This is where you make your money. This is direct. That's the door you're supposed to open. Go in that door. Do what they tell you to do. Come out and you'll live a successful life. But that doesn't mean that that's the long term success. And because in the end, the Kim I talk to now, I'm not saying I didn't like the Kim I knew before, but the Kim I talk to now is such a worldly voice, such a voice of confidence, such a voice of this is what I want to do for myself. I can still do that other stuff, Rashad, and do it outstandingly but it's my option now that is what i like about what i'm talking to and that's what i try to tell people on the show and when i see what you're doing i gotta promote it and i'm mad because you did this this session you and you and you just mentioned it on my show we just did a retreat and then they even contact me and i keep telling your little skinny behind i put you on my social media i got almost a million followers i got a ninety thousand, and this got on the call i tell you i'm gonna put you into my newsletter this wednesday I ain't even asking to show you love because you're brilliant but guess what i got to hear about the stuff when you come on my show. Should I be upset I, I, with Kim Cole? You rooting to Do not be upset with me because we are going to collaborate because I want to invite you to be a, a featured speaker in something else I'm doing. I have something. I did this in May, and you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. It was called the Captivating Conversation Summit. And at the time, it was called How to Thrive with Certainty in Uncertain Times. Wow. It was such a success 
that I've decided to do, I call it CapCon, Captivating Conversations girl, 2. Girl, this girl. time it's about being perfectly positioned to prosper. And you're hearing it right now, everybody that's listening, I'm inviting Rashawn McDonald to come and be a featured speaker in the CapCon 2. All details will be coming soon, so just hold on. for you know, Accept it. Accepted, accepted. Because you know why? Because because that because the fact of the matter is is that you are. There's a clear understanding that the COVID nineteen is not going to go away. We're going to go back to you know live events. There'll be much mass wearing. There'll be a a dominant participant in that process, and I'm okay with that. But Mm -hmm. the world, but people have a clear understanding that it's okay to do virtual events, to virtual retreats, and all these things. And guess what? You have to be at the forefront of that to be able to take advantage of it. Yeah. What made you understand that there was a business opportunity in the, at this level, Kim? Well, when, when, you know, it's so funny. It was a domino effect. When he, so I've been making most of my way through speaking. Right. So when I'm, you know, I'm not on the show, we'll talk about in the cut in just a moment. But we filmed all that in January. It was done. I had a full schedule of speaking events, you know, women's empowerment events, entrepreneurial events, just, and it was a domino effect that one after the other, after the other, after the other got, they got canceled. And I mm. was like, Oh my goodness. So, you know, this is now March and April and May were canceled. Then in May, June, July, and August got canceled. Then right. It just kept going. And some of these events are like, we're not going to even try until 2021. And I was like, well, if my main source of connecting to people other than online, uh, me- meaning like, you know, doing my own things online, is right. like, why don't I just create a big thing online? And so Captivating Conversations provided me an opportunity to do a five-day summit with 30 speakers, some of them you know from, you know, I call them my biz besties, my Hollywood besties, mm-hmm. and my real besties, and they each came on and talked about their their perspective on how to thrive at this time. I had a meditation coach. I had, you know, various business uh, um, um, folks teaching people how to take their business online. It was like, wait a minute, I can headline my own events. That's cool. All, all from my living room. And so why not do that again? So yes, we'll be live again together. I miss hugging folks. My team gets mad at me because I'll hug people. Sinclair, can I hug you? I go, come on in for a hug. (laughs) (laughs) But in the meantime, you know that that, that's 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 uh, that's uh, and and that's really interesting. You say that because you know with this whole COVID, it has really changed the way we emotionally. Yeah. treat each other you know basically you know it's a it's a disconnect and you know and i kind of oh. i kind of wonder how that's going to affect this generation of young people and children because COVID 19 is not going to go away it's not going to go away and so i don't think it's going to go away and, and i hate these ma- i mean i know we have to wear the mask but i don't like that you can't see i'm smiling at you and i is that crazy that's, that's exactly the oh. truth that's exactly yeah. the truth is that you don't understand and i and I, sometimes i see people and i try to smile and i go they don't see me smiling dummy they right. you know they don't i want to acknowledge people that i feel good about them being around me in the grocery store and and things of that nature right. because it really does take your your temperament down a notch knowing that it's you really can't dark. you can't let everybody know what's going on in your life so i, I it's really it really is amazing that your value to me 
your value to me is what you're doing uh, on this side of the table. And the, and the beauty of it is that, you know, this is only going to get bigger for you. And, and so what is the future? What is the future of oh. Kim Coles, but also Kim <laughs> Unity, you know, yes. mastermind? <laughs> well, so I've got the Kim Unity Mastermind. Like I said, that's a monthly uh, membership. Mm-hmm. Then I've got, I just enrolled a group of ladies in something I call Speak and Get Clients. So we know that this is called the money making show, right? Absolutely. It's money making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's teaching people how to use their stories in order to connect with potential customers and clients and sell their products and goods and services. Nothing better than, listen, we can't smile at each other because of these daggone masks. But when I share with you my story of the challenges I've come through and why I created this fill in the blank, this book, this course, this product that now will solve your solution, the best way for me to share it is through my story. So I teach that. So there's that. And then there is everything else that goes along with it. You know, the the products that that come out of the ideas, you know, the T-shirts. If you think that there won't be a T-shirt for the for the captivating conversations, <laughs> position to prosper, mm-hmm. there's all those things. And then the and and more coaching, more and more coaching. And the, I do all this while sitting in, you know, like I'm not a person right now that's um, creating my own creative projects in terms of Hollywood. Like I don't have a, a sitcom idea that I'm trying to pitch right mm-hmm. now. I right. don't have a, a movie idea that I'm trying to pitch right now. I'm letting you keeping myself afloat and keeping myself out there with this aspect of my gift while I audition and do these other things. So I'm sure that one day there will be a sitcom from me or, you know, something, but waiting and not waiting for them has provided me the opportunity to create my own. So there's, there might be a new YouTube show coming. Oh, I love that. I'm going to ask you about that. Come on now. Let's talk about that. They got to come. It got to come. It's it's time for a podcast. It has to come. It has to come. And I, and I'm going to tell you something. I would do it. You know, podcasts are cool, but I would do it through YouTube first. But I would do it both. You know, if you can, you know, take the audio, oh, yes, drop it on your podcast. YouTube, and build those okay. subscribers. Okay, because of the fact that you, 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 you. I'm just telling you, you got it, Kim. You got it. I, you know, I hear <laughs> it. I see it. It's, it, it's, it's a, it's a structure in your voice. You put one sentence and one word after the next. No stumbling. You, you got the tone. You got the conversation. You got the ability to motivate. And you are very nice in your approach. In other words, you know, it's like it's like you putting a hand on my back and saying you can do it and I'm going to show you how, which means that it's much more, much more empowering because you're not going to leave me at the door and close it behind me. Right. Well, and you're right. And I think that we have enough people who are, um, you know, wanting to be sort of on top as the one that's in control of everything. I'm saying, let's all grow together. Let's all build together. What do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? Great. Let's get together and, and inspire and motivate more. And, and the thing is, is that when we touch each other in that way, it reverberates. That becomes, you know, the drop in the pond. So the more we collaborate, the more we create experiences for other people. With your platform, you have, you know, people can listen and learn and and experience 
experience, and it's not just you sitting in your ivory tower going, I am Rashawn and I can create. You're saying I can create and then I can teach. I can create and then I can share. Right. And you can, and I can spark it in you too. And we need that more than ever right now. We can't, we've got to get out of our silos. Right. Um, and, and I know that this pandemic, brought, you know, made us go indoors. We right. have to find new ways to be with each other. And and this is, you know, these are some of the ways to do it. You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company for as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y, or visit carshield.com and use code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y, to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code MONEY. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Let me ask you this. This is a side note about, you know, because uh, the things we're talking about are not time sensitive. They're reality, you know, the pandemic and and watching how the um, how it overtly affects the African-American community, the the, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter uh, movement, uh, yeah. seeing white people be uh, more upset than we are, which is, uh, which is <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, you know, they ain't pulling y'all out the car. You know that, right? Right. (laughs) But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Love that. And then you see and then you see the need for a vaccine. And, uh, you know, where where is your comfort zone right now? Because you're a leader. You're you're motivating us. But it also takes its toll because you can't show weakness. You can't show frailty at times. You can't show that that, hey, I'm uh, this is affecting me, too, because you have to always be pro positive, pro planner, pro thinker. How is it affecting you? Well, you know, that's interesting. It's finding that fine line between allowing yourself to be vulnerable and other people to see you be vulnerable um, actually makes you even more human, right? And it makes Mm -hmm. you, uh, I think it helps people to relate to you. I know that what I'm doing right now for my self-care is I am, uh, I I can't go out so I stay within. And what I mean by that is I've, I'm doing a lot of spiritual work at this time. Mm-hmm. I'm, a lot of, I'm doing a lot of work where I fill my cup so much so that when I do, when I am in a position to help or coach or be, that I am as full as I can be even given this ugly, this ugly experience. And there will be times when I wring my head in my hands too and just go like what is going on I don't know what the answers are there's so much uh, out there that is um, confusing and, yes, it, is. Uh, and it can be very depressing but it's, it's upon me to keep my spirits up so I can then keep the spirits of others and what I do is I don't you know I'm not a person that's going to fall on the bed 
hooping and hollering, crying, and let people see it. Just I'll let you know I did that. Mm-hmm. I let you know I dried my tears and got it together, and this is what I did to get myself together. And if you want to fall on the bed hooping and hollering, I don't know that I'm going to Instagram that live, but I will <laughs> tell you that I just finished crying. Mm-hmm. I got myself together, and here's what I did. Right. And right. so it's finding that balance for yourself, finding that harmony. And remember early on, I put up a post that, you know, there were lots of people talking about being strong, and I'm a warrior, and all that. And then I put up this post that said, if you need to cry, cry. If you need to be quiet, be quiet. If you need to pull the covers over your head for a minute, it's perfectly understandable. And then get the tools that you need to keep you going. Find the perspective, find the joy, joyful moments in there because they are there. There are opportunities right now for us to connect in new ways that that are required. And I I believe, Rashawn, with all of my heart, that the light must win over the dark. Wow. You know, see, human see, this human stuff right here. Is, I, 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 that, that's what I'm talking about. So I couldn't even talk right? like that. I, 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 I can talk, but I can't talk like that. I felt like, you know, I felt like I was in a, a you know, like one of the saunas where, you know, the hot right. rocks on my b- b- back. And then, you know, ain't nobody touching me. I'm just hearing your voice. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> feel the heat. Feel the heat, baby. The light. Has, the, the feel light the light. Feel, feel the light. <laughs> well, we, well, we couldn't laugh. We wouldn't, you know, when people say it's the end of, end of everything as we know it. I'm like... Yes, the end of some stuff, but we've lasted this long. Yes. There's no way that we can't come through this. There's Absolutely. no way. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I and, won't believe, I, you know, yeah. And I, yeah. And I, and I truly believe and trust that you understand what we're talking about. And, and let, 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 like Bentley Evans is going to be mad. I've talked like 23 minutes oh. with you, and we haven't even mentioned <laughs> In the Cut. So I hope he doesn't hear this podcast. Now, In the Cut, that's my boy. His show airs cut. on Bounce TV every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I interview. Mark Curry, he's new to the show. Currently, yeah. this is the seventh season. You kind of mentioned it earlier. You taped it in December, January timeframe, pre-COVID. You on the show, what are you, a restaurant owner? Tell us about your character and tell us about this upcoming season. <laughs> well, so first of all, let me just say what an honor it is to be working with this brother who said, Kip Coles, just come on into work on Monday. I, you ain't got to audition. <laughs> you ain't got to do none of this. So, you know, you know, the, the, the knowing that I've built up enough of a reputation uh, and, and quality of work that somebody could just say, you don't have to audition, just I'll see you on the 30th or whatever the date was. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be on a set that is such a family-oriented set, you know, you've got Bentley who knows what he's doing because yes. he's been doing this, for, you know, mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. And he has assembled a team of people who... Just it, it just works. It just works. And so, yes, I am the uh, current owner of uh, Mabel's Tables. Uh, and, um, you know, it, I'm playing a character unlike I've ever played before. And, and to have him say to you on the first day of work, just do what you do. I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The words are on the page. Right. Go ahead and play. I'm here to support you. And if it doesn't work, we'll say try it again. And so that freedom uh, was such a joy right. now, to have oh crazy uh, and to play with Mark Curry in this way who is the good news about Mark Curry is that he keeps you on your toes because yes. you never know what yes. he's going to do yes. and so that sharpens my tool that sharpens my skill <laughs> it's like oh he's a great person to play with in that way because you just, you just got to be ready for him to come with it 
and you got to be able to throw the ball back in his court. So it was such a joy. You know, Dorian Wilson, who is the, also another one who um, he, he, he serves as such a wonderful um, foundation. Mm-hmm. And he's also someone that loves when you play, lets you play with him in that way. So it was a joy to do. And we did it and it was done. And it's so much fun that in the midst of all this craziness, now it launches where we can provide joy. Right. And, Mark um, said the same thing. It, 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 right, where people need it most, right? And so uh, it's, it's, just, it's just wonderful. It's now, wonderful. Now, 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 Mabel's Tables. Now, uh, yes. we have a menu there, or is it a, is it <laughs> oh, a, is it a restaurant that's kind of like uh, struggling, or you're, you're turning customers away? What is Mabel's <laughs> Table? What's she serving over there? Is it, is it a soul food restaurant? Is it a horny toy? <laughs> what is Mabel's Tables? <laughs> well, what's interesting, and I have to pay homage to uh, to our lovely Laura Hayes. Oh, my goodness. That's my girl. That, you got everybody right, over there. So love- Dorian Wilson, that's from the park. Kid Lawson, he's from the Parkers. Kalina Smith, that's from Bernie Mac Show. Laura Hay, this is like I walk in there, boy, I start kissing and hugging everybody. Right. So Laura Hayes has at this point left Mabel's table, mm-hmm. and in fact, I had to send word to her to say, Laura, I hope you're all right. They right, hired me right, for this right, right, right. I love me some Laura Hayes. Right. So it's her restaurant, and I don't know what what story to you know. I don't know what story that they tell that she's no longer running it, but now there's a woman named Trish. I'm Trish, and, and so we serve soul food, but done very exotic. We're oh, talking, okay. la, you know, llama legs, oh, you know, okay. uh, uh, um, a goat. Uh, lips. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to remember some of the See, you the soul food people don't put enough food on the plate, but it's <laughs> but the words are longer than the food that you give me. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, wonderful, all kinds of exotic meat. And, you know, if somebody, you know, you know, perhaps a piece of wildlife, you know, didn't quite make it out back, we take them and put them on a plate. So it's just I love ridiculous. it. I, you know, Kim, I, you know, the, the beauty of, uh, you know, this is, we're talking to Kim Coase. She's starring in the series, seventh season of Indicut, created by my man Bentley Evans of Martin Lawrence uh, Creativity Fame and Jamie Foxx. That's why yeah. I met him. I was co-executive producer on Jamie Foxx show when he was running it and creating it with Jamie Foxx at the time. And in the cut airs every Wednesday on Bounce TV at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But more importantly, you know, you, you're still entertaining us from a, from a comedic actress standpoint. But KimUnityMastermind.com really is the brand that to me is is so needed to that now. And I, I I'm, like I said, uh, every, anytime I get a chance to talk to you, I just got to let you know what a blessing that you are and what you're oh, doing. And so, because we all have those moments, is 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 it is it worth it? Is it is it uh, is it is anybody acknowledging this? And it, the, sure. And, I, and that's what I'm just letting you know. I'm acknowledging that, and I'm acknowledging it with pride. I'm acknowledging it with a smile every time I see your photo come across my timeline on LinkedIn, uh, on social media posts, because you are proving that you can control your destiny. You can still do what you do, but at least you get a clear understanding that I am happy and I'm changing lives the way I want to change lives. And it has nothing to do with a script or somebody saying cut. Exactly. And and that's there for me too. And that's, I'm joyful about that. Absolutely. So while they're waiting to call me, I'm going to go over here and do this. I'm going to go on over here and do this right quick. Cool. And speaking of this, don't forget, we're going to talk about Captivating Conversations 
Summit 2. Mm-hmm. You are well, I'm a, well, we know I'm gonna say goodbye right now, but hold on, I'm gonna get that number and so we can we yeah. can connect. But I want to wrap this up again. That's Kim Coles, Kim Unity, Mastermind.com. Also in the cut every Wednesday on Bounce TV, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to hear any episodes of Money Making Conversations, please go to MoneyMakingConversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000. They mentioned code money, M-O-N-E-Y. Or visit carshield.com and use code money, M-O-N-E-Y, to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code money. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. On my show today, I have two guests. I'm going to introduce them separately. One I've known for a long time in the in the Steve Harvey morning show days. <laughs> His name is Ron Gilliard. He's a trusted marketing and media executive who has advanced the initiative of companies and individuals in the technology, marketing, and music industries for over 25 years. He's a forward-thinking strategist. Gilliard has been able to consistently drive revenue growth, market penetration, and creative developments for all his clients. Also on the show, first time he's on the West Coast, he already told me, his name is Will Campbell. He's the co-founder and CEO of Quantacy, LLC. Will's more than 25-year career can be most easily summarized by the quote, if you want to come up with new answers, you have to ask new questions. It is with his vision that he's co-founded and led the growth of the agency to what now amounts to more than 60 people and one fully integrated cultural marketing force. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Chief Growth Officer of Quantacy and Associates, where he is also a partner with co-founder and CEO at Quantacy LLC, Ron Gilliard and Will Campbell. Thank you, wow. thank you, thank you, sir. I, I, I had to get a lot out. Y'all got a lot to talk about, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when you have something like when I off air, I was just letting them know about the show. Everybody, I was just setting up what this show really about, and I, and I hope they took it as a compliment. I felt that in the industry that we that I try to reach, the entrepreneurial space, the information space, you two guys are to me as recognizable talents, like Kevin Hart type talent, like the 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 high profile celebrity talents. You guys are celebrities in your own right as what you guys are doing in this particular brand of business. And since you are the co-founder and the CEO of Quantacy LLC, Will Campbell, tell us what that what that company does initially. Yeah, thanks, Rashawn. Um, so we're a creative services agency. Um, I think the shortest way to put it is we help businesses and brands grow by pushing culture in the right direction. Um, and the, the services that we provide extend to entertainment, technology, marketing, 
branding uh, and how we bring culture into those worlds to help grow businesses and brands. Right. So now that's that's the creative side. Then then Ron, you come in. I see revenue growth tied to your name. Explain to me and uh, my listener exactly what does that mean? Um, that means finding opportunities to to grow the company from a financial standpoint, from right. a revenue standpoint, from a size standpoint, and helping our partners. You know, the sign of a good partner is someone who not only, you know, so, who pays you money. Right. Yeah. They, you're an employee if they just pay you. But if you're able to show them ways in which they can grow their business and elevate, you know, their business and grow their revenue, then that's the sign of a good partnership. So with the clients that we have and hope to have, um, we've always tried to not only, you know, be there and be creative on the marketing side, but we look at that business, Will and myself and, and other members of the team, and we try to find ways, if they're not thinking about something, to illuminate that for them. I used to always say, sometimes you're so busy running the store right. that you, you you spend no time growing the store. Right. Or, you know, so just finding ways to 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 increase profitability. Whereas like to say, you know, you can't make the hamburger, clean up the store, and drop the fries at the same time. Somebody gotta be working the cash register too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and, and that's really what this is all about. When my when I try to interview people on these shows, I try to get information about what money making conversation really is all about. It's about these different layers that we have out there. And so, Will, why did you why did you bring up individual like Ron into your company? What 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 visionary needs did you have to have somebody in your platform? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, man. When when we first started this company, you know, we saw these different worlds. Uh, there were people in the entertainment space, um, and then on a whole different plane, there were people in the tech space, right? Um, and then in a whole different world, there were people in the marketing space, and they were all very sort of like disconnected units, but. I always saw it as one space. Right. I always saw how technology works with entertainment, works with brand development as one thing. And then as, as Ron and I developed our friendship first, he, he instantly occurred to me as somebody that just got that. And, mm -hmm. it's, and it's a way that he had been working for years and years. He and I started off on some entrepreneurial things, doing some things together. Right. Um, and it came to a point where it was like, hey, man, I would love for you to come over here and help me grow this. We had a, a similar vision mm -hmm. um, as well as with my, my other partner. And so it, it really was just a clear understanding and he has so much knowledge and insight into where we were trying to take the business. It just made a lot of sense for us. Okay. Now he, now he threw some out at, I got to ask you what knowledge and insight did you have Ron? I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being curious here. You know, I'm, I'm listening to a visionary saw a person over there and I love you. You know, I've always loved your personality because I don't care what was going bad or, or good. You were always wrong. You stayed right there. You stayed centered. So what, what, what qualities did you have there, Ron, that, that really just, just stepped the whole process and made it a great partnership? Um, 
You know, I, I kind of <laughs> feel that that's a better question for Will, but I will. Uh, oh, no, 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 I don't change the wrong. Sometimes, this. sometimes you got to talk about yourself, okay? Other people yes. can talk about you, but sometimes you got to talk about yourself because a lot of people don't do that. That's what social media is all about. Social media right. is, a, is a, a form. I call it, we live in the Muhammad, the Mama Hali era. That's what I call people because you got to tell people <laughs> you're the greatest now because he branded it, but now people are doing it now. So I'm not saying you got to tell the people you're the greatest, but there are qualities that people see in people like you that some people need to like understand that has value. And right. I, I met you in the record game, you know, when I was uh, listening to player music, you had all these radio show, radio stations and things like that. That's how I relationship. Now you're in a whole different platform. And a lot of people don't know how to make that transition. They feel like they're stuck. Yeah. So for me, I've always had a we not me mentality. Right. I have always tried to analyze. I think my one of my biggest faults is also one of my biggest biggest um, assets. Right. And I needed to down downsize the fault part of that and and but recognize it. I was never comfortable in the space that I was in. I was always looking toward the next. What's next? Right. When I was an intern, I was trying to imagine, I came to work every day dressed like I was the director right. of marketing or director of A&R. When I was that, I was came as if I was vice president. And I just came to work every day thinking like, I'm going to run this particular job that I have as if I'm the president of this organization. I'm not, but I know that I want to be. So I was always off in the future. Um, I think that, you know, you said I'm always calm. I think this is me angry. This is me mad, <laughs> right. you know, sad, glad, whatever. So I'm always centered and I'm always watching. I learned at an early age that you were going to learn so much more by listening than talking. Right. So it was, I think it's the reason God gave us two ears and one mouth. Mm -hmm. The other thing is I was in a business that in the music business, my job was to spot talent. Right. But I didn't just look for people that could sing or dance. I also looked for people that had a different kind of talent and executive talent. And I've worked, you know, with some really, really smart legendary, if you will, people. And I said when I got in the music business that when they wrote the book about hip hop and when they wrote the book about R&B music, um, I at least wanted a sentence in that book, right? Mm -hmm. and, you, know, <laughs> you know, if I get a chapter, so be it. Mm -hmm. And, but I became Robin to a lot of Batmans, right? And I, I, I worked alongside Andre Harrell. I worked alongside Sean Combs or P. Diddy or Puff Daddy or Puff or Diddy or whichever one we're going with this week. <laughs> so um, I worked alongside Clive Davis, Jimmy Iovine, um, you know, Irving Azoff, Simon Renshaw, some of the best in the business to do it. And to be honest, when I met Will, I always tell this funny story, which I'll, you know, so it's long, so I'll abbreviate. I realized Will could sell water to a drowning man. He right. could sell sand to an arrow. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's something about this guy. And 
he had similar qualities to some of those people that I named that I'd worked with in the music business. Right. And so it was a no brainer for me to try to be helpful. And I had a perspective and I had this worldview and you get elevated to this in music, you get elevated to this somewhat unreal perch of that, you know, everything when you don't, but since I was on that perch, I was going to try to read and, and consume as much knowledge as possible. And I'm not a talkative guy normally, but if I become comfortable with you, it's hard to shut me up when I think I know something. So, well, well, definitely. Uh, you have the skill, the gift of gab. We all need to have that in order to be successful in this business. I'm speaking to just re- re- reintroduce you guys to my audience, Ron Gilliard and Will Campbell, uh, Quantacy and Associates, uh, Quantacy LLC, which are especially a fully integrated cultural marketing force. Um, Ron is on the East Coast and Will is on the West Coast. Now, Will, he said something. He said that you could sell water to a drowning man. Okay. So now the pandemic hit. Now, when the pandemic hit, in March, and this country said, uh, we have to shut down. I, all my staff became employed via Zoom. And so I don't have 60 people, but I got enough that I had to keep the checks rolling to create some type of synergy and also try to continue to make money or plan to make money. So yeah. with the skill level that you have, being able to sell water to, to the water to a, a, a drowning man, what did you do with it? And what was your perspective when the COVID-19 hit and it impacted your uh, business practices? Um, I mean, it was, you know, when it comes to, I think the idea of selling t- to people, it's about how you can help. And that yeah. was the question we asked, how can I help? Mm-hmm. Where can I help? Um, and, and helping people sells itself. Um, and, you know, I don't think people place enough value on what it means to provide value to others. So what we did was we really looked at um, the people in our world and what challenges they were facing, what new challenges they were facing in light of the pandemic um, and where we could come in and, and play a role. And so for each of our different clients, there were different issues that they were suffering. Right. We also looked internally, but as a, for instance, um, knowing that we have in-house engineering and technology chops, um, we looked at the event business, which had gotten decimated Absolutely. because, you know, people couldn't produce events. We had clients that had events scheduled that they had to cancel. We have friends that are event producers. Um, and so we delivered technology that we had already been working on to create virtual events and um, you know, people in the event business, for, for instance, working closely with uh, Rich Dennis at Essence, who's also a visionary, a great guy. Um, their Essence Festival, which as you know, is a massive, massive, massive event. 600,000 people generally attend. Mm-hmm. Was going to be canceled. Mm-hmm. So not only do do those 600,000 people within the black community miss out on this huge opportunity? There's a whole laundry list of clients and sponsors and all that. So this would be a big revenue hit, right? So by, by partnering with Rich and his team to deliver the Essence Fest virtually, he's got a great group of producers and staff on his side as well. Right. By partnering with him to deliver it, he was able to help those clients to recover that revenue and mm-hmm. still serve um, 
um, his mission and his and his audience and his um, essence uh, subscribers. And so, like I said, that that sells itself. Um, and so identifying those opportunities to help people is really where it starts. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Organ donations save lives, and some organs can even be donated by a living donor. August is National Minority Donor Awareness Month, so let's check in with Dr. Danae Simpson, Assistant Professor of Surgery at Northwestern Medicine. Tell us about the African American Transplant Access Program. So this is my baby. This is a program that I have dreamt about creating since I became interested in transplant as a trainee. And it's a program designed to address the significant disparities that our African-American patients face. The program is designed to educate patients about transplant, let them know what transplant can provide to them, and to help them access the resources that they find so scarce and so challenging to access in order to get them on the transplant path and back to, you know, some type of meaningful life. For more information, visit nm.org slash radio. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. You know, it's really interesting that you brought up the essence because of the fact it is a massive live event and massive live events or any live events. You know, it affected individuals, touring, stand up comedians, singers, uh, large tours, movie theaters, anything that had mass attendance was affected by the uh, country shutdown as well as still affected by the COVID-19 and the virus that may be encountered without proper social distancing and masks. Now, do you feel that there, that because of the pandemic, that the virtual industry, when I say the virtual uh, entertainment side has been even more developed when I watched the Emmys last night and just watching, uh, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to participate in some self-produced uh, virtual events myself. Well, do you think the Essence Festival would always would consider doing a virtual version of it because of the success it had this year? Or you think that the, the live way is their only way that they're going to continue to do business? And, and what a great question. And, and, here, and here's what I'll say. I'm going to go back to go forward. So as you know, in recent years, mm-hmm. the live event business was skyrocketing. Uh, whether it's Coachella, whether it's Essence Festival, talking about music festivals, conferences, complex kind, you name it. And from a, and these were huge revenue centers, yes. right? For sponsors, for product sales, for tickets, for all of those kinds of things. But what you've seen recently over the last years is how much these live event experiences were working to become more digital. Right. Anyway, right? So you go to an event, now you're seeing uh, photo ops for Instagram and hashtags to track this and to sell this because creating an epicenter of culture and activity that could then spawn a, a, a global reach, right? To create more engagement um, from all around the world. So I think that global perspective of a live event is only going to continue. I think during purely virtual events, I think there's some fatigue around that. And mm-hmm. so I think even though they have swelled, mm-hmm. when the actual physical events come back, it's going to enhance the virtual event even I agree. more. I agree. Right? Because now it's like, hey, you can participate in this event um, in addition to the physical versus instead of, right? It's not an instead of, it's how, it's how they work together. So now you can have a Coachella, a conference kind of essence fest, but still have a global reach 
where people can kind of participate and grow. So I think that physical events will come back and they'll come back with even greater digital extensions and capacity going forward. And so with that being said, Ron, I was talking to uh, the agency that represents the Air Force and we were talking about virtual events and they were saying is, you know, they've not seen enough yet to quantify, quantify the success of whether these virtual events work. Because, you know, in a live event, you know, when somebody walks through the door, you can that's a person you can you can get their information, get their background information and they can be part of the data growth. And you can you can you can justify uh, that action. Now, when you're getting into this virtual world, which is a potential new revenue growth stream for for you to be able to go out there and talk to new partners or old partners. How does this conversation I just had with Will and the conversation I just had with this agency that represents the Air Force come come into play with you and what you and when you're when you're trying to generate revenue growth? I think the thing that I tell someone and I didn't I'm not going to take credit for this quote. Well, it's two quotes that I, I try to tell, try to slip into every conversation that I have with right. someone about growth. One of them is uh, predicting rain doesn't count. Building the arc does. There are a lot of people that could tell you what's going to happen or what they think is going to happen and all of this other stuff. And they do nothing. And then they're still not prepared when that thing happens. Right. Um, the other one is. The quickest way to failure is always is, is saying, but that's not how we've always done it. And so I think to piggyback on the question that you asked Will and, and, and also to answer the question that you've just asked me is. And I'll tell this story. We started building that virtual platform that Will spoke of before COVID-19. Right. We, we started building it off an idea of what if mm-hmm. again asking different questions right right um what if i can experience what if i want to experience the live event and then we'll use essence as an example there are things at essence that you are missing out on when you make certain decisions right about what you're going to do and how you're going to spend your time yes everyone is in the stadium at night but there's seminars by day there's you know they take over the convention center mm-hmm. you can go shopping you could do all of these other things and all of these so you make choices and you don't get to see other things virtual allows you to get that rest you need for that Janet Jackson <laughs> concert tonight and still see that panel with Rashawn during the daytime. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so from a revenue growth standpoint, this person has spent money on the ticket. Right. Spent money on a hotel, Mm -hmm. renting a car or engaging in Ubers and transportation, building that local economy, building money for, you know, essence coffers. Where's the revenue? Where's the growth potential? Right. I'm going to charge $9.99 for him to log in. There you go. To see Rashawn's panel. Mm hmm. And he could still be in his hotel room. He or she could still be in their hotel room preparing for the concert that they're going to see tonight. So there was always, I have a Comic-Con analogy. I have a complex con analogy. I have all of those other things. So I think the other thing is the barrier of entry. We all had to sign into Zoom. I clicked the button. 
I clicked on the link. Mm-hmm. Someone in your organization let me in, right. and we're here. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to gather more information, then I fill out something. So that same data that you're getting by my be physically buying that ticket through Ticketmaster or whatever for that live event, you can gather that data and a more accurate version of that data digitally. And so all of that helps with um, growth and thinking about um, how to engage both in a physical and digital world. I love before COVID-19, I think people thought it was one or the other. Right. And we've we always viewed it as one and the other, which is very smart. When you when I see companies like Disney, when they do what they're doing with the movie Mulan, which they've yet to tell anybody how much money they made so far. When they said, look, we got 80 million subscribers and we're going to charge thirty dollars a ticket. If we can pull in 10 percent of that and still put this in the movie theater, that 10 percent that we got, we get we control 100 percent. And the thing that, you know, one of the major reasons of just hearing numbers like that and talking to a growth expert and talking to a founder or a visionary, I consider both of you guys visionaries. When I when I talk about the future is that the technology aspect. And one thing that's always angered me, guys, is that blacks has always been viewed as less of less capable of delivering the technically advanced or the, the the technically perceived well-organized platform do you what what do you have to fight against will when you talk about your your business when people and not saying people are doing this let me just get that cleared up i'm just talking about my experience in dealing with people having a having a point of view that can be limited based on what they perceive i can do as an as an african-american or as a company how do you walk through that next step and, and present your company as capable of doing everything you know, um, the short answer is sometimes you can show them better than you can tell them. Absolutely. Um, and I think that you have to um, put your faith in your team and in the work and do what you can. Um, now, that said, there are a lot of barriers to access yes. that we face. Um limitations to resources that we face. And so at at the same token, I'm fully aware of that. And I think just because maybe I've been able to have some success doing X, Y, Z doesn't guarantee that the next person in my position is going to have a fair shot. And so I don't just look at it as like, Oh, well, Hey, look, we did it. And even though that there's those that have done uh, more and and have had greater success than us, I know that there's always like various limitations and so um, with that in mind, we still spend a lot of our time trying to break down those barriers with some of the philanthropic work that we do, with some of the advocacy work that we do. I serve on the Los Angeles County um, Small Business Commission for that exact reason, right. to find ways to advocate for resources and opportunities for small businesses um, and in L.A., which is largely um, minority so um, for me personally, it's about continuing to try to partner with the right people, gain access, um, for instance, in this opportunity to be able to partner with you and share knowledge and information to, to an audience that's come to trust what you're doing and what you have to say. Um, and then just continue to focus on doing really good work. 
um, so that people, you know, gain trust in what you're doing. Well, you know, the reason I bring that up, because I've been fortunate to be in this business, especially on the radio side from 2000 and listen, watch agencies to go from black agencies to the term multicultural agencies. And then they start yeah. divvying up the money and the money seems to be lesser for the for, for on the black side of the agency that's trying to target that particular audience. And so now we're in the middle of a pandemic and we've seen a tremendous surge when I say surge, I'm talking about Black Lives Matters. We've seen HBCU donations. We've seen companies announce that they have money set aside for minority supplier development, but not letting you know that minority suppliers also include white women. Okay, but and so when you're dealing with all these things, do you feel there's an opportunity now to really put your business into the forefront, Ron or Will, both of you guys can answer one at a time. I just want to get a sense of looking at where we are, the, the landscape now. Are we able to really jump out there now and participate? Um, you know, I would say to a certain degree, yes. Um, I think that what we've seen, and, and just to shed some positive light on it, I think the the global awakening that you've seen has has a lot of people stunned me genuinely <laughs> reacting to the recent events and genuinely saying no we can't allow this to continue and genuinely trying to engage in conversations and looking to support black businesses and trying to find out what they can do when we see the rise of allyship. And I think that there's a certain genuine nature of that. Um, and I think it, it, there's a recognition of some of, some of the, some of the black businesses getting opportunities have been doing great work for decades, you know, phenomenal mm -hmm. work for decades. Mm -hmm. So I do think that there's a, a little bit of a broader opportunity that I think that we're, we're happy about it's not enough, right? right? The playing field has not been leveled, right? Right. The system hasn't been dismantled yet. But to answer your question, I do think that we're seeing opportunities open up and, and some more focus. Um, but, but the, the work is nowhere near close to being finished. It's not. It's not. Uh, before, I, before I wrap up the call, I want to thank you guys for the time and you've given me to just talk about your brand. Talk about you two visionaries from a standpoint of what you deal with now, before the pandemic, while the pandemic, and post-pandemic. Because we have to always think that there is a future. And if you don't plan for the future, then, then there's no opportunity to see success. Now, there's an app. The, uh, the True Voice, a mindfulness app for women of color. Ron, what exactly is that? Wow, True Voice. So True Voice, um, we looked out over the, the, the landscape and... Now I'm talking to two black men here. Talk about a female app now. <laughs> we look out over the landscape, and so we have we try to look through it through the lens of business, but also through a cultural lens. And Absolutely. we notice that in the world of mindfulness, and and as we deal with, we deal. I, I hear people talk about we're in the same, we're all in the same storm. I mean, no, we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. And I, no, we're in the same storm but we're definitely in different boats. Right. Right. And so when you look at these apps and meditational apps and things like that, that were very general market and they weren't very specific to 
um, the cultural realities of women of color or people of color. Absolutely. And again, predicting rain doesn't count, building the arc does. We decided that we wanted to play in this, that it would be great to introduce something that had, that hit some of the cultural beats of that these other mindfulness or um, apps, these mindfulness apps were missing out on. The other part of it is, you know, to your other question, earlier question, once again, an industry was, was growing and being valued at hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. And people of color, to the degree that they were being thought of, were only thought of as consumers. Right. <laughs> they mm-hmm. weren't thought of as stakeholders in these businesses. And we had seen that in so many other industries before that we decided that it would be good to introduce something like this as fathers of daughters, as friends that have each other to lean on and talk through other things. Someone who believes in counseling, um, Will's mother is a clinical psychologist, grew up, you know, spent her career in that business. It was something that we saw the value in and the importance of. And so it was an app much like, you know, to put it in layman's terms, think of calm or headspace, but through the lens, the cultural lens of minorities or women of color. It's really, uh, thank you for that, that, uh, that great response. I know that uh, as a black man and, uh, and seeing, like you said earlier, Will, the cultural rage worldwide about what happened with the George Floyd. And, you know, I'm talking to black men, you know, the experience of what we have to deal with when a policeman, I don't, I don't comfortably, I don't feel comfortable when a policeman stops me because I don't know why he's stopping me. And it doesn't. And when he got pulled out of Mercedes Benz, I told Stephen A. Smith, I said, the game and change. They pulled him out of uh, that wasn't a beat up car. They pulled him out of they pulled him out of Mercedes Benz. And so that that level of disrespect showed itself. But what also came out of this was it was really interesting. A lot of my white friends called me that weekend and go, I didn't know that was that was the question they said. I didn't know. They said, "You, you actually have to deal with this. I said, yeah. And so being able to. I almost live my life through a, a lens of honesty now. I'm not saying I didn't, because I'm Rushon McDonald. I'm going to tell you how I feel and what I feel. But if people are looking at me with a sense of um, understanding what I have to deal with, will help us win. And when I when I and that's why I wanted to bring you two gentlemen on the show because you're in a world that you know sometimes people don't appreciate you. And we'll say you can only do this. And we talk about the African-American experience, but I know for a fact you can guys can do any experience. And so but sometimes you say I'm going to win here to win here. The financial picture. So with that being said, Will, are you what is the future of your company? What is the, you 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 brought Ron into this. Ron is the growth. Ron's a partner. What is the future of your company and your brand? Yeah, I think that it's um, to one is to get better at making the pivot. I think that as we go forward, you know, one of the single most important skills that we can develop is the ability to pivot. Absolutely. And that's how you play the long game. 
Yes. Right. Um, because so much information is coming at us so fast. Things happen. Things change all the time. And so really honing the skills that make us good at being able to pivot. And then I think when you layer that with what we talked about earlier on, even the reason that, you, that you're doing this show in terms of helping people. And when you layer that in, how can I help people? Helping people sometimes means being philanthropic. Sometimes it means providing a service for a fee right. in terms of developing a business, right? So I think for us, it's focusing on those two things. How do we continue to add value in markets and um, with partners? Um, and how do we make sure that we're always prepared to pivot and, you know, we don't get too, we don't fall in love too much with any one idea <laughs> mm-hmm. or any one project that we can't, you know, take the the blinders off. So I think the future of the business is that being open-minded, being curious, being flexible, um, and always leading with um, how do we help push culture in the right direction? Awesome. Uh, Hey guys, um, I I do, bi-monthly, I do a 90,000 fan club uh, newsletter. Goes out twice a month. Um, I love to put the True Voice app description banner in there, if you don't mind. I also have a platform called HBCU Awards. I'd like to drop that banner there because I'm about authenticity. I'm about organically telling a story. And um, True Voice, I, I, I downloaded it. I have a daughter. She's 24 years old. She's graduating from college, trying to find her voice. And any platform that allows her to feel comfortable and communicating and seeing people like her and comfortably communicating those values is important to me. And I just wanted to offer that to Ron, Will, uh, Leah. I believe she set up this interview. If you can get that banner to me, I appreciate it. I'll drop it in there. And again, thank you for coming on the show, man. I, I, I appreciate your time. I know you're busy, fellas. I know you're busy, fellas. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Hey, man, thank you. Thank you for having us. It's great to see you. Great to see you still being great at what you're great at. So whenever you call, we'll be there. I appreciate you. Will, man, welcome to the family, brother. Welcome. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right. Y'all be safe, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, man. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contract or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y or visit CarShield.com and use code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y to save 10%. That that's carshield.com, code money. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest, she's she's laying. You can't see, but she's like very relaxed. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Rico, who is an 18-year veteran in stand-up comedy. I started doing stand-up back in 92, Dev Comedy Jam, BET Comedy View. So she's talking to a, 
I would like to say a, a guy who knows a little thing to do by stand up. Okay, okay, okay. And Michelle is no st- <laughs> <She's> <laughs> no stranger to Netflix subscribers. The Netflix films, someone great, always be my be, be, always be my maybe. Mm-hmm. And Netflix series, Russian Doll, Tales of the City in 2020. Her continued appearances, including hosting the Netflix reality competition series, The Circle, which is renewed for a second season. She is talented and she's beautiful. And she's starring her new Netflix stand-up comedy special, Michelle Buteau. Welcome to Butavia. Butopia, Dan, are you Butopia. my accountant? You listed all the things. Like, I got to start bringing W nines and W tens to this interview. Well, you know, when you're busy and you are talented, like you just got renewed. Your BT Plus show got renewed, correct? Yes. Now, I saw the special. First, it was you know. First of all, you know what they do with Netflix. Uh, they sent me an account. I put in my password. It was on Saturday, and I was in my bed, and I started watching. You know, and so when, when when people start making me laugh, I have to sit up. I have to sit up. And you made me sit up, and then you made me stand up, Michelle, because I was laughing. And so, so first of all, l- let me let me lay down. Everybody know about Michelle here. See, when a, when you're a really talented comic, and she knows this. You hit terms hit you. If you say it to a normal street person, they might be offended. They may be offended by it. But stuff like you silly, you stupid, girl, you crazy, you're out of control, you're a fool. See, if a stand-up comic who's a real stand-up comic hears those statements, they know they kicking butt. <laughs> well, Michelle, you stupid, you silly, you're funny, you're out of control, you're crazy. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I really, really do. And honestly, like, and you know this better than like anybody, especially since you've been in the game for so long, there's always this thing where people don't think women are funny. It's just like, okay. And it's sort of like when I was growing up and I was the only black kid in um, a few of the schools I went to, my dad was like, you have to be the best because you're going to stand out whether you want to or not. And so starting stand up in 2001 for the first five or six years, everywhere I went, I was like the only female on a show. And it's just like, you have to be the best. And so I remember Will Sylvins, a hilarious Haitian American comedian in New York, was like, you know, it doesn't matter what spot you get on the show. A lot of people like the third spot, the fourth spot. Everyone has their favorite song right. to go first. He's like, doesn't matter. Take any spot and make it hard for someone to follow you. So I was like, bet. And those are the lessons that I think we need as comedians or anybody like walking into a room or like a Zoom meeting or like pitching stuff. It's like, the question isn't, how do I become popular? How do I get more followers? How do I make money? It's like, if you are talented, the money will follow. Well, you know, uh, I 100% agree. Because in this business, we can't get caught up in the slot in the show. Well, mm-hmm. first of all, if you can't handle the slot, that slot won't be yours. Because yep. everybody in the stand-up comedy game is gunning for the funny person. Yeah. And then you're an attractive woman, Michelle. So, mm-hmm. and I can say this, a lot of times people will like be kind of condescending. Oh, so she's just getting funny because she's cute. Or she's getting last because she's a woman. Yeah. So how did you overcome those negatives well that's the thing too right like i worked all the circuits i worked um 
you know, the clubs with like the my wife and kids sitcoms, dude. I did the chillin' circuit. I did the gay clubs. And everyone's just like, it's a woman or right. oh, she's like, what she got to say about this experience or she cute. How funny can she be? And that's the thing that going back to what my dad said, you know, he also said never work for a thank you. So I said, OK, I'm not going to work for a thank you. I'm just a leaver. You're welcome. And so all that shit aside, it doesn't matter how you look. It's it's what is inside. And so I know that I have a story in my heart that you will enjoy. Either you're on board or you're not. So, yeah, I mean, I just want to make it. I just want to make it so hard. I just want to tickle people. Like, it, you know how you always focus on the one person that's not laughing? I'm like, I'm right. here for that person. You well, know what I'm I mean? I'm going to tell you, Michelle, I don't focus on that idiot. I really don't. You're not going to bring down my vibe. But you're right. You can uh, stand up comment is interesting because you can control the side of a room. You can control the middle. And it's beautiful when you control the entire room. Yes. And so, and the goal is really to control 90% of the room because you're not going to make everybody laugh. That's just life. You don't know what's wrong with that person. They might be having a bad day. Mm -hmm. I just got robbed. Car might not start. They know when they go outside, it's not going to (laughs) start. Yep, yep. You never know. And that's a really important lesson too that we all have to know is that you never know what someone's going through. I mean, you know, what happened with Chadwick? I'm just like, you guys, we have to be nicer to each other on the internet. Don't mm-hmm. come for someone's looks. You do not know what we are going through. Mm-hmm. So that's what I really try to, hopefully I did with the special too, was yeah, it could be funny. Yeah, I got stories. Yeah, I'm going through shit. But at the end of the day, we have to be kind to each other. Otherwise, it's all for naught. Well, I agree. And she's saying Chadwick Bozeman. that's who she's referencing. And uh, it's just somebody's under a rock, don't know who, who you're talking about. <laughs> But uh, a rock fell on their head. Okay. <laughs> now, Michelle, let's talk about your stand-up special that's on Netflix. Uh, starts September 29th. Yes. Um, why? First of all, Wanda Sykes, one of my all-time favorite people. Yes. She's one of the EPs of her production company. Tell us about yes. that. Right? Yes. So uh, Wanda owns Pusha Productions, um, and she's partners with Paige Hurwitz, who was an amazing producer who did um, Last Comic Standing all the years. She did Tiffany Hash's special, Fortune Femesters. And so they're just like a dynamic duo of just female empowerment who have been in the game long enough to know how to set you up um, well. And, you know, I'm, I've already been a fan such a fan of Wanda for so long Absolutely. because not only is she funny, she's so smart. She's so intelligent. She's so thoughtful. So uh, those are the people I want to work with. And I felt like I was in really good company, which is great because an hour you are leaving yourself vulnerable to a lot of things. And it's sometimes overwhelming, much like buying your first car or getting married. People sometimes prey on your vulnerabilities and just like, you should do this. Cause a lot of people do this. You should do that. You should get this venue. Cause this is what they do. And it's like, no man, these two women were like, what, do you want what how are we going to showcase your personality what is a night out for you and it's really nice working with people who understand you and celebrate you not tolerate you and that's important that you say that i want to talk about the special a little bit more detail because of your gifts your ability to wait for the moment or wait to allow that moment to build you know the value of your facial expressions the, the, the look, the cutting of the eye, the, the sneaky grin, you know, which makes you a wonderful actress, too. 
Because <laughs> I can't act. So I, 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 that's why I, I, that's why I know it's a blessing. I, it's a blessing. Talk about that ability to wait for the moment. Man, I think that just comes with time. You know, you don't know that. You don't know you can do that <laughs> until you've tested and tried. Right. You test and try. You could do it in front of your first gig for 2000. You could do it at that bar show for 10 people. You know, I think comedy, especially, you know, we get stuck in the script. And it's just like, if there's a side of you that wants to color outside the box, Trust it. It's not going to work the first time, but nobody plays Chopin the first time they play piano. You got to mm-hmm. chip away and figure it out. So I feel like that definitely comes with time. And also, you know, uh, comedy being a woman in her 40s, like all this stuff is like, I am tired of trying to fit in someone else's world. Like, come right. to mind. This is my world, Utopia. You want to celebrate? Great. You don't. There's something else for you on Netflix. There's a lot of shit. Go watch a travel show. <laughs> Welcome to Batopia. I, 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 I can only follow that title of what you just said. <laughs> now, give me a wrap up here. And I want to wrap up on a high note with you. Yeah. Welcome to Batopia, September 29th, Netflix, starring the incredible Michelle. Michelle, I'm going to tell you something. When they, when they told me that you had a comedy special, I went, who? When I said, not a negative, I didn't know you did stand up. Yeah, so is that crazy? Not, oh, you know what I'm saying? So, so I went, who are you talking about? You know, first class class. So with success can kind of like hide what got you there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy also what people know you for and what they don't. Right, right. And so to see you doing stand up and I won't give anybody any secrets away. Please watch the opening. Please watch her. Please. <laughs> when I say stupid, silly, <laughs> she goofy. So, she goofy. She, 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 I, yeah, goofy. But goofy and silly the same thing. So she, she, she double five, double five, double five. But it's a great special, Michelle. I want to just thank you. Welcome to allow me to see you as a stand-up. Being a guy, you know, I've done Def Jam, BET. I've done all the comedy specials. I walked away and I've had a successful career as a producer, writer, and manager. And to see a fresh face like yours come on the comedy scene. I've been fortunate to interview my man, George Lopez, when this special aired on Netflix. It's a great run of new, fresh female talent. Yeah. yourself in this pandemic year of 2020. Oh, you are one of them. Congratulations. Thank you, Rashawn. It was so nice to meet you. I hope to see you again via Zoom or in person with a mask. Who knows? Well, when you come down, make sure your people let me know. Okay, I got a big old beautiful office. Love to bring you by. We talk live in my studio. Perfect. Bye-bye. I love it so much. Okay. Love you. Be strong. Bye-bye. Thank you, brother. Bye. <laughs>